Welcome to Casual Watch Talk, the podcast from the Casual Watch Reviewer YouTube channel. Join us as we talk everything watches from watch collecting, the latest horology news and interviews. If you're not already subscribed, subscribe on your favorite podcast app. Let's dive into the show. Hey everyone, welcome back to Casual Watch Talk. This is episode 51 and a big happy new year yes. to everyone. Happy new year. We had a little a little break over the festive period, but we're back mm. ready for action. <laughs> I feel like I didn't leave because I kind of didn't leave. <laughs> no, no, we're uh, we're in a disarray here as well because we're we're going to be moving to Florida. I think I've told people on the Facebook group, mm. but I, I currently live in California. We're going to be moving to Florida. So everything's in boxes, although we're going to try and move by plane, which is interesting logistically. Mm -hmm. So ship all your stuff and then chase it there. Yes, because we figured that this is the thing that being from the UK, there's certain things that you can't comprehend in your mind. And distance is one of those for me. <laughs> like, there's nowhere, there's nowhere in the UK you couldn't really drive to within six hours from Manchester. Right, right, yeah. Uh, yeah. Whereas I was just joking with you, wasn't yeah. I? If you drove 13 hours, you would be in Croatia. <laughs> or the ocean. You'd be in the, you'd be in Spain or the sea. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the beach. So we've, we've been selling yeah. everything. And this links into watches as well mm. because we've been selling i've been selling those like crazy which i'll get into yeah. but more importantly chris how was your christmas and new year uh, it was good it was good we uh we did uh we did a socially distanced uh we did some zoom calls and stayed safe everybody is uh everybody's safe on this side and and in in good spirits for the new year so we're we're looking forward to it yeah, same here. We did a we did a socially distanced New Year. Well, we, I mean, we couldn't get any more socially distanced because yeah. my family's all in the UK. That's right. Yeah, you're kind of <laughs> and my wife's is yeah, kind of used to it. There was a lot going on over Christmas sales, etc. But did you have a specific watch obsession you've been thinking about? Not not per se. Um, I think I, I think this I think this time I think New Year. My watch obsession is getting cleaned out, ready for the New Year. I think that's my obsession. Yeah. I think I was, in, I was, you know, we mentioned on the podcast that, uh, that Christopher Ward chronograph that we were talking about for our year end. Yeah. I, yeah. I went and, uh, was staring at that pretty hard, but, uh, did a look, took a look inside and, uh, looked at the collection again and, and made some decisions. So I guess my watch obsession is I'm going to move the, uh, Zin 144 Bell and Ross, my neo vintage uh, Bell and Ross um, that that I've had for a couple of years. I think that I'm in a place where I it's in really good shape. I think I think you rubbed off on me, Sam, with your with some of your your sales. It's in really good shape. I can't see wearing it and and not. I just don't want to damage it. I'm kind of there with that because it is. It's it's a twenty plus year old watch the other the other thing is with the additional bracelet so i picked up the uh zin bracelet and the the finish matches perfectly but with it on bracelet um i i think that it's uh i think that it's it's uh it's worth of worth a bit more than what i paid for it um and as well as i've had it checked out and regulated so so we'll see i really like that watch and that watch is 
it, it really suits the bracelet, doesn't oh, it? Yeah. It's one of those that I think looks weird without the bracelet. Yeah, yeah. I would never... Yeah, I would maybe put it on... Um, I think I had it on a like a gray silicone at one point, which looks okay. Um, but you're absolutely right. Like it, you can't like NATO. It interesting though. It has um, it's a watch that has dual lug uh, holes, so it has it has two sets, one for the bracelet, really? yeah, and one for the bracelet, and one for either a leather or a NATO. So you can you could you could put it on a NATO, but uh, yeah, I don't think that it, I don't think that it looks good because it's just that it's that like square rectangle shape that comes off the edge of it and it's just designed for the bracelet to fit around it so <laughs> yeah it's a really nice watch that there's i think you put some pictures on facebook yeah. didn't you as yep, well yep. so it's if anybody on, wants to yep, check that on out everyday mastery on on instagram i i've been the same as you now i've been tr- with this move and also i'm trying to work out i mean we'll get to um we're going to cover a few watch collecting goals for 2021 i think but i've been really looking hard at my collection and what what i really like about mm-hmm. watches so i have been selling a lot mm-hmm. um some of the micro brands that i was i kept hold of it's funny really weird because i got sent a luminox watch and if anybody's not seen my review on the channel check it out mm. i'm i've been thinking more about whether i should keep that than i think i did the black bay 58 and i don't wow. know what it's about the watch wow yeah that's interesting. It is. It's, there's just something. Just about something it. about it's, it. Yeah, it's. It has that. Uh, with the with the gray and the gold, it has. Uh, it you know it it has that like panache that uh, that that it it's not built for purpose. It has some flair to it. Uh, but it's definitely a tool watch. I mean, tool watch base. So. Yeah, it was. If anybody's not seen the review, even if you're not into Luminox, check it out because TJ joined me mm. on the on the um, review as well. So I reviewed the watch from my point of view, from watch reviewer, what I liked about the watch, and I sent it to TJ, and he reviewed it because it is designed for military, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Navy, and then he reviewed it from his mm. point of yeah, view. Yeah, it, it was a good. It was a good back and forth. I thought it was a good, an interesting take. It 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 reminded me of. If you gave like uh, you know one of the like special limited edition purple and green G-Shock with the funky color hands, if you gave that to a guy in the military who wears a G-Shock, I mean it was very much like, well, it's a G-Shock, so it's indestructible, it keeps great time, it has a great light on it, but also I don't need the purple, you know. <laughs> it was a little bit like that, so it was it was good, uh, it was a good, uh, uh, good review. It's got. It, I made that um, distinction between the G-Shock because I do feel like this Luminox is kind of breaking yeah. out to that more kind of DJ skateboarder vibe, so. whereas before they were very military-esque. Yeah, kind of yeah, watches. and I and I think and I think that's a you know I think that's okay. You know, you can have some. You can move into that uh, territory, and you know where you where it doesn't have to be. I think I think some brands uh, get flack for doing that when. If you want to, if if you want brands to evolve, you want things to to move and try stuff and change things and and design language to to evolve. That's the, you know you're going to get weird camo bape versions of Zin watches, you know. And you're like, I don't know who the, who would wear this. I would not wear this. But that's how you you know that's how you push um, you know design and 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 kind of grow the brand into 
into other areas where, you know, it's not just the folks looking for that, you know, tool, watch, you know, sports aesthetic. Well, watch obsessions. I think I'm going to do a bit of a, I'm going to cheat and do a bit of a two for one here. We've been watching Netflix as everybody else Mm. is over the pandemic. And there was a show that I've never seen it before. It completely missed my radar. It's been going for, I think, probably eight seasons now. Have you ever watched The Blacklist? No, no. It's fantastic. Hmm. It's James uh, Spader is in it. Okay. And essentially the premise of it is that it's he's uh, won the FBI's most wanted list. Okay. And one day he just walks into the FBI headquarters and he's like, (laughs) I'm... Hi. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. I'm Red Red Reddington. His his nickname's Red. I'm Red. Um, You're going to want to arrest me, but these are the reasons why you won't. So then they form this, basically, this task force around him and he just basically starts outing all of these, like, criminal associates he have in his blacklist. I see. And... The first, you have to get through the first episode because the first episode is one of those where it was a pilot, so they spent very little on it. Uh, and yeah. the CGI is just <laughs> awful. Yeah, well, it's, it's fine. just yeah. awful. Right. And right. the whole first season, it's similar to like one of my other guilty pleasures, the new MacGyver, okay, yeah. where they haven't got enough money to destroy a car, it, right. so then they just make it look <laughs> right. like this flame, right. like yeah. classic sort of. Because I know, you know a, a Ziploc bag of gasoline goes off in the back, and you're like, the car explodes. You're like, yeah, no, not really. <laughs> Now that I've been using Final Cut a lot more and loving it for my channel, you can buy those like fire filters and stuff. You know those sort of fire special right, effects. Right, yeah. So it's like I'm like, oh, that was that was a pixel pixel yeah, deck, nice. uh, effects fight casual fire or right, whatever. right from the um, drop down list. <laughs> Select the tool. <laughs> it's yeah, but this show is really well written. Highly recommend it. I mean, we're in season three. Each um, season is 22 episodes, which is weird for like a oh, Netflix show, wow, isn't it? Because yeah. you, you're lucky if you get 13. Yeah. <laughs> Like nine, <laughs> yeah, yeah, but um, a lot of the, it, the obviously, um, the, the, all the characters are in there. But one of the big characters is his watch, which is a the the Rolex GMT, the Pepsi one. Oh, I see. And it's funny being really into watches because he's there, like shooting up a storm, fighting people, right. and everything. And you're like, oh, oh, just be careful, of know, right? just be careful yeah. of the watch. What are those trading for? Ah, <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then uh, every time he gets like kid, you know, sometimes you'll get like kidnapped or whatever. This isn't a spoiler. This right. is just like a, yeah. uh, But nobody takes his watch. No, he's like, oh, that's a twenty five thousand dollars. Do you know what that is on the Rolex <laughs> right, market right, now? Yeah. yeah, that's funny. It's just it's just <laughs> so, assumed. Yeah. yeah, that's funny. That's good. But yeah, so I've been I've been loving that show. Yeah. I highly recommend it. If you're looking for a decent ne- uh, Netflix show. And it sounds like it has a million episodes, like 20 plus <laughs> seasons. Well, it does, yeah. yeah. And it's it's a little bit higher caliber than what you would expect from those type of TV mm-hmm. shows. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's, that's been my guilty nice. pleasure of, of Netflix. And then the other one is, I've been having a real a real think about where I want my collection to go. And we'll, we'll talk about that at the end. Mm. But I, I keep coming back to Grand Seiko. Mm. I just wish... There was like a middle of the road one. Yeah. I mean, you either got quartz at three grand, yep. or you've got spring drive at five grand. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And there's not a real in between of those two. Like a lot of the sporty ones, the divers and stuff like that, you're looking down the nose of five thousand mm-hmm. dollars. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what do you think of Grand Seiko? I know we talked about this before. Uh, I've seen them in in person. Tried them on. Um, I love the technology. I don't, I'm not 
from the I still consider it like high art technology for for what they do in finishing and I know that sometimes the finishing of Grand Seiko kind of gets t- you know the the Zeratsu polishing and it gets a little that gets a little inflated and and I you have to take it a little bit with a grain of salt because like guys it's marketing like it's you know but at the same time if if you were to take a, a look at across a bunch of watches that's always going to be a 10 as far as it's going to be the best or one of the best finishes on a watch yes. the hands the dial the t- this sort of stuff which is frustrating because seiko itself you know you know entry level seiko is like you know there's a machine just pressing out chapter rings that are misaligned um the technology i i think is not a an issue because the finishing is there you know because because it's the the high art horology of of the watch i looked at i, I feel like they've got sort of two styles where they've got the, a, a dress watch style maybe middle of the road sports watch is you know is like the the snowflake on bracelet uh but then you you move over to the the divers they're a little they're a little chunky they're titanium so they're light they're finished again finished amazing but a little chunky little little big on the wrist felt felt like a felt like a very expensive uh turtle on the wrist which i don't i don't know if i want that in a five to seven thousand dollar sort of piece i don't know as well i joked about the um you know die another day or whatever it is the new new wear the new james bond one is it called no time to die mm-hmm. The finishing that Seiko's getting on those Grand Seiko cases is eclipses oh, yeah. that No Time to oh, Die yeah, watch. Yeah, so, exactly. But yeah, I'm the same. They've got the 9F Quartz. And if anybody's interested in like their 9F Quartz movements, Adrian at Bark and Jack just did. He's done three just exceptionally well-filmed mm-hmm. videos mm-hmm. on one on the 9F Quartz. He had that GMT version. Yeah of the watch as well which is nice and then he had um this other one which is quite nice but he and he actually bought one but he never like fell in love with the gmt version of yeah. it he had that yellow like a yellow gmt and i don't know whether i'm i would be thinking along the same lines as him although obviously he compares everything like his specialist subject is rolex so yeah. he compares everything against that mm-hmm. i love the idea of that spring drive technology yeah i feel that maybe they're not um you know for me the gmt is really it really looks good i like the uh i like the one with the bezel um with the i think it's got a sapphire insert maybe that i'm thinking of and it 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 looks good but you know for me i you know i think the gmt part of my collection is covered um and i just don't see getting it i think of a diver as sort of a knockabout beater watch I mean, that's, that's just me. Um, so again, when I look at a Grand Seiko Diver, I think they look amazing, but I'm just, I don't see it fitting into my collection. And then the only thing that's left, I feel, is like, uh, is like a dress watch. And I have one dress watch that I haven't worn in a year and a half. <laughs> and so, and I, it's uh, an Orient Bambino that I paid half price for, so I'm not broken up about it. 
Uh, but I, but I would love, I would be interested in replacing that with something. I, I just don't know if I'd go Grand Seiko with it. And it's funny you should say that. I started wearing the turtle again that you worked on, and I forgot what a, like an incredible job you did. Oh, of, thank you. You did of the hands and and everything. I mean, it's. I think the turtle could be one of the. I don't know why the SKX gets so much. Oh yeah, like yeah. obsession yeah. about it. The turtle is by far the most distinctive, and I think wears wears much better than the SKX. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, I know we had to replace the movement in this one, but um, yeah, so I've kind of been thinking about Grand Seiko again. But anyway, I guess we'll dive into the new stories. And it's been, as you would expect, it's been a very dry. Yes. <laughs> I think yeah. a lot of these. Um... Like every, everybody's been a, everybody's on vacation, on vacation from from their work from home vacation. <laughs> Absolutely. So I think the only one that really sprung my eyes, Hodink has been doing a good, of, uh, good job of like, self-grandizing uh, <laughs> things so they've done several variants of what you know the best articles that we wrote in 2020 and stuff like oh, that goodness. but the one that caught my eye was where they interviewed i think it was 30s of their staff members on what watch they'd worn most this year oh. and it was quite interesting hmm. was it uh was it the gamut well so this is just this is just folks that ha- this is folks that work for hudinki it's folks that work hmm. for hudinki okay um so it's like web developers, article I writers, see. and things like that. And there's actually a huge team. I mean, there's, yeah. there's, there was just thirty people on that video, but wow. there must be more of them. Yeah, I'm. I can imagine that that's that they're a they're a pretty big operation at this point. I mean, you know, just based on what they have their hands into and and their e-commerce stuff and their their sales and their social media stuff and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, I could think of like it wouldn't shock me if they have. 20 people that just do videos for them yeah the funny thing was is that um there wasn't many holding limited editions i I don't i suppose it doesn't need mentioning but none of them were jonesing but it was a whole gamut of stuff everything from skagen watches one of them had another one had a a venga wenga a wenga watch Mm -hmm. venga watch Mm -hmm. that his dad had bought him at costco so it was a real mix but it wasn't all it was by far not high-end stuff yeah. by any means yeah. i could see that did they do so it was none of the hosts it was just it was just like a a, a selection of like 30 folks that worked for them so yeah i feel i feel like I think, that's yeah i feel like that you get into that uh, like a car dealership where you're like yep there's 25 people that work here but we don't all like cars <laughs> so <laughs> you know like we just it just happens that this is a pretty good job so we you know it's not we're not necessarily connoisseurs of the land rovers that we're selling or whatever <laughs> yeah so i think that's what it was more i think it's worth checking out they did an awful job of the thumbnail like they put all 30 watches in the oh, thumbnail and, and when it minimizes down it's it's hard to see because it popped up on youtube a couple of times and yeah, I like, what is this mosaic kind of, of, of faces what is this <laughs> I don't That's know why they like. did that because it looked like yeah. a classroom, like a classroom Zoom conference or something. Yeah. But, um, yeah. Well, what was the uh, what was the YouTube uh, manager wearing? That's what we got. <laughs> Maybe that'll tell us the, the story. <laughs> well, what was weird was their editor. I think it was the editor in chief. Hmm. He wears a Speedmaster, but he filmed his section outside on a phone, and all you could hear was like the background noise. Oh, weird! So you couldn't actually hear what he was saying. <laughs> and I was thinking. Guys, the, the the web developer that was sat in his room did a better job of framing oh, it and funny. actually talking about it and showing the watch off. Yeah. But, uh, oh, that's funny. <laughs> anyway, well, let's uh, we'll just pause for a very quick ad break. 
Hey everyone, welcome back to Casual Watch Talk. So Chris, we've got a couple of topics we wanted to talk about. One was kind of watch collecting goals yeah. for 2021. Yeah, we were also talking about um, what, you know, we mentioned this a couple of pods ago, but what what could you buy for Rolex Daytona money? You know, we, we talk about we talk about Rolex occasionally. They are a, uh, a a traded watch that you know has a probably a five to ten thousand uh, dollar price tag attached to every one of its pieces because it is the big Rolex. It is the king, um, and so you have to pay that. You have to, have to pay that fee to play, uh, and. For for those getting in into the into the hobby, uh, you know, I, I like to think uh, about brands as a value, um, and so yes, yeah, certainly you you can you can sell a Rolex for you know more than what you paid for it or the same. I mean, it, it maintains its value. That's great, but in order to play in that club, you know, get your wallet out because you're going to need to pump up some uh, pump up some funds there. So I was thinking, what what could you get? What could you get for the price of, let's say, a Rolex Daytona? So entry level, Chrono Twenty Four. Let's 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 pretend you could pick one up for fifteen. You know, it would be in rough shape, but <laughs> I think I think I saw it for like seventeen, twenty three. Jeez. Well, exactly. I mean, they they retail them for twelve thousand nine hundred and fifty. I think is their retail price, okay. but they are good luck. Exceptionally hard <laughs> yeah, to get. Good luck. Of. I mean, they regularly sell pre-owned for like $22,000. It is a fantastic watch. I've my, I think I've managed to get my hands on every current version, so the two-tone gold, the two ceramics, the gorgeous one that has like the blue dial with the gold surround, the all steel one. Um and, and the Daytona is interesting. I've heard stories where it's so folks that are on the list for a Submariner and oh, I was on the waiting list or oh, I had to pot, I had to by my wife uh, date just and then the ad took me seriously and then offered me after a year the option to purchase a submariner uh from what i've heard uh you're not you're not getting the option to purchase a a uh, daytona any anytime soon unless you have done consistent business you you know the ad you are down there there has been a thousands of dollars exchanged uh hands you know, you you went and bought, and bought uh, a couple of watches for mom and sister in law, and then you bought, bought Calatrava. Yeah, yeah, and then you and then you bought your Submariner, and then you bought another one, and then you're on the waiting list for one, and then you know this this level of uh, you know opportunity that that you know they're they're the velvet rope is uh is being is being held <laughs> that you have to. Yeah, it doesn't of, sit comfortably right. with me that it doesn't sit comfortably with me that at all. I know. Uh, but that's you know that's so for those of you uh, who are who are going going for that certainly you know say, you know save up and but you're gonna spend you know for the option of buying one at retail um, you could certainly you know turn around and sell it as a profit but but that's what they don't want you to do they want you want you they want you to keep it they want you to hold on to it uh, which is fine uh, but that's what Corona Twenty Four is up for <laughs> so you could get your hands on one. Uh, but you're going to pay those, like I said, those inflated inflated prices. Yeah, I mean, it is a fantastic watch. For that price, though, what else could we get? And I sent Sam a list of the uh, top watch brands on Chrono24. This is an interesting list, actually. I 
I was looking to see uh, the the Holy Trinity of watches, and we've gotten that wrong. I've gotten that. I I'll take it responsibility. I've gotten this wrong before, but it's uh, it's Patek, AP, Admar Piquet, Patek Philippe, and uh, Vacheron Constantin. The interesting thing is, if you look on Chrono Twenty Four, I couldn't find Vacheron. No, it's very telling that, isn't it, as well? Um, and that Maurice Lacrosse, Lacroix as well, mm. was weird. Um, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, the, I, I mean, I'm taking this with a grain of salt. Again, we just, uh, you know, we talked about thumbnails and uh, and and the folks running the team. So, not necessarily sure that that this is the top watch brands. Like, someone had to make all these thumbnails for these brands, but. Uh, you can find Vacheron watches for sale on Chrono 24. Anyway, uh, it kind of led me to think, you know, and and Sam and I will talk about it here. Um, of the brands on this top list, you know, wh- wh- what are you what are you drawn to? Uh, where where is a ton of value? And we could talk about watch goals for 2021. Yeah, it's um it's interesting. I did an upload. I think I probably talked about it on the podcast before, but I did an upload probably last year i need to redo it really where it was talking about what you would you know what you could invest in for a submariner mm. price in 20, 2010 it's weird because this week i've been selling a few watches here and there on on ebay mm-hmm. and i've actually paypal have got a new feature now where you can put the money directly into bitcoin i don't know if you've seen this no. but bitcoin has gone mental it we're on like 30 it's on like thirty two thousand dollars per bitcoin and it last year i mean it, it peaked at 19 i think at the, at the start of somewhere in 2018 okay. i think and then it, it's been it hovering down. around the three to seven yeah i, I remember it was like mental now. at one point yeah you know when it was down at three thousand dollars if you'd taken that daytona money and put it into bitcoin you'd be looking down the nose of probably a hundred thousand dollars now right. from right. like 12 grand so, which is uh which is funny yeah so your uh so your micro brand paypal sales are getting you point zero 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 <laughs> one oh, yes many zeros yeah You're like that's that's eight zeros you're like oh okay yeah all right well that's you know that's what it's worth <laughs> whatever that yeah, shakes yeah, out it's, to it's hilarious yeah right well let's let's play the game then so are we gonna are we assuming that are we gonna go off what you could buy a daytona for so like twenty thousand? I, I would say or... I, I, let's i would say let's just let's just say 15 for for argument's sake uh i also want to mention we we had uh someone in the facebook group we were talking about uh moving up to a brand uh you know such as rolex omega uh you know some of these some of these high horology brands um that that are that that still sell tool watches but are up in the we're starting to get into the five seven thousand dollar options here what is that what is going through your head when you put that on your wrist and are you worried about it when you kind of walk out the door and my answer to that and even in the like sub let's say $2500 my answer to that is it's what you get comfortable with and so a lot of people are driving around in Tesla Model S's with the you know with the dual motor you know hyperspeed or uh, ludicrous speed mode right well that's a hundred thousand dollar car and and we're going to pick up groceries and so like no one no one stops them and says like what is it like to drive a hundred what is it like to drive a car 
that is worth half of my first house. <laughs> like, like, yeah, and I mean, it's depreciated a Speedmaster right. that as soon as you uh, drove it off the I, lot. I know, right? Yeah, yeah. Versus some of these watches, you're like, you could probably <laughs> maintain. I mean, certainly anything with Rolex, you know, you maintain better than the the fifteen to twenty percent you're immediately losing for for driving the car off the lot. Absolutely. Um, so yeah, it's it's what you get used to. So I mean. We can uh, we can bounce around and and kind of talk about some of these brands and yeah absolutely I was looking actually at some of the D- Daytonas some of the steel versions of around the seventeen thousand dollar mark so uh, the ceramic ones seem to be the ones that have gone really crazy of late yeah. which is interesting yeah I mean it is a great it, it honestly it's a the 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 few that I've seen it's a fantastic watch I, I couldn't see myself thinking that i got a deal at twenty six thousand or thirty thousand i think at the twelve thousand nine hundred it's achievable and i think i think rolex definitely have secured their you know they, they've definitely managed to manipulate this market big time mm-hmm. but the problem is is that everybody else is trying to play that game mm-hmm. now and i've noticed just recently stuff's got really expensive mm-hmm. like you know we are um guilty pleasure the tudor uh, P- Pelagos. Mm-hmm. You know, right. I think when we started talking about them, you could get a used one for three thousand five hundred. Yeah, yeah. I just, I just looked. Uh, I saw the cheapest one was like thirty two hundred, and that's a used. And I, yeah, I definitely remember you could get like new in the box for three for three thousand. Yeah, it's weird. I was looking at them the other day, mm. you know, when they were definitely around the like three and a half to four thousand. Navitime has got expensive. Omega's obviously all over the show with its <laughs> right. price right. at the moment. For I, sure. I've just been doing an upload that I'm going to try and upload tomorrow about ten things new collectors might not know about the Speedmaster, and one of the points was that. I made was that the Speedmaster isn't just one single watch like the Daytona right. is. It's actually a load of watches. And I was counting. There's like a, over a hundred models that you can yep. buy new that hold the Speedmaster name. Yep. Yep. For Omega. Yeah. And I've and as I've said on on here before, I, I if uh, I have I've looked. What's it? The Mark Forty. The old Mark Forties are pretty cool looking. But if yep. I if I got my eyes on a speedmaster i i feel like it would just be one that was unique uh that was a special you know special dial like i i wouldn't go for the you know for the basic moonwatch black you know black dial hand wound moonwatch i I, w- I wouldn't i would go for you know i'd go for the automatic i'd go for uh something with with some fun on it maybe racing different colors something like that because you you ha- exactly you, you have so many choices there to to pick from and like why be if you're getting into the hobby i mean i think you you know as someone as someone first starting out it's like why don't you know you got plenty of options here don't be you don't have to be plain <laughs> okay so if i had 12 fifteen thousand dollars um, just looking at the list they've got here yeah. if i had 15 grand out of this list we've got basically uh, Rolex, Omega, IWC, Breitling, Hublot, Panerai, Tag, Cartier, Zenith, Patek Philippe, AP, Jaeger, uh, Langenzon, Tudor, Longines, Zinn, Chapard, uh, Blaupin, Frank Muller, Glashut, Bell & Ross, Gerard Perigot, Maurice Lacroix, and Chrono Swiss. The ones that I wouldn't look at if I had 15 grand was 
Hublot for me, no. Tag, no. Cartier, no. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't look at uh, Longines or Chapard mm -hmm. or f Frank Muller, Glashute. I wouldn't look at, look at the last three, the Gerard Perigot, just because I don't really, those watches don't really speak to mm -hmm. me. I would probably first would be looking hard at Jaeger Le Coultre. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I like the way they look. And also when we interviewed Dean Bump, he was saying that that for him is one of the best value brands. What were we watching? Oh, the spy show. And, uh, you know, one of the characters had a, a JLC Reverso uh, she was wearing. And uh, my wife was like, oh, is that, is that a Cartier? And I'm like, I don't think so. I think it's the JLC. And of course, you know, we're doing we're doing 4K freeze frames. I think that's one of those dress watches that that I would have no problem sharing with the wife, you know, nice uh, silver manual wound uh, JLC Reverso. Yeah. Uh, for $5,000. I think probably AP on that list is probably a bit of wishful thinking, is it? Because I don't think I you don't could think, get yeah, a, I anywhere don't near. I don't yeah. think you could get a Royal Oak for fifteen. Yeah, no. <laughs> it was it was funny when I clicked on this one. Uh, no, what was it? It wasn't, um, uh, it wasn't AP. It was Patek. Uh, it, when I clicked on it, they were like, Nautilus from $7,000. And I was like, oh, 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 yeah. Okay, I'll, I'll pick up two of those. And you're like, no, those are not $7,000. <laughs> you can't. It's weird that on, it's weird that on Chrono Twenty Four, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, I think someone. Like, there's a. I think someone didn't set the low, <laughs> the low price. Yeah, so I think yeah, I'd be looking at Jaeger Culture definitely. I mean, I'm still, I've still, and and this is another one where the prices have gone silly. I've always loved that um, the Seamaster Aquaterra, the fifteen thousand Gauss one. Mm, okay. I've always loved it. They've gone silly at the moment. They were hovering around the $3,000 mark right. uh, for a used one. But now they've just... I think everything, like, secondhand Omega's gone... It, all pre-owned watches, for some reason, have gone crazy. And I, I wonder, in luxury watches, with the exception of maybe Breitling, like, where the value pieces are... Mm -hmm that you can buy secondhand because everything's just gone mental at the moment. Yeah, I, I, right. When I first got into this, everybody was scooping up the old uh, old vintage Omega. And I, I don't think that they were, I don't think that they were worth what they, people thought they were maybe worth. I mean, like these 1950s, you know, that are like so delicate, you know, don't like, don't even, don't wash your hands with that thing on. <laughs> unless it's you know has been totally cleaned and serviced and seals etc but even then it's a it's a snapback dress watch i mean some of the some of the early early omega um stuff out there uh i saw a bunch of people collect those and i and i yeah i i agree with you like i think right now i think i think in our in the sort of watch universe the pandemic is certainly driving this I think everybody's sitting home and they're like on their computer thinking about cool stuff that they could have. And I think the market right now is, is definitely, definitely a seller's market um, um, be, because of that. Totally agree with you. It's funny this. We just, I was just looking at Omega themselves because that 15,000 Gauss is up at um, 4,000. There's a one on brace on a leather for four thousand four hundred and fifty, which I think is way over mm, what yeah. that's worth. Yeah. But I've just saw the um the no time to die is on here, brand new version. So on Omega, they're nine thousand five hundred dollars. These new. There's a new one on Chrono twenty four for eight 
$8,000. I see that one. I'm looking at that one right now. <laughs> yep. Yep. Wow. So that's uh, that's hmm. fifteen hundred dollars straight off the top right. there. I even think that I I honestly even think that I think eight grand's too much for yeah, that. Yeah, honestly, when you can buy the standard Speedmaster, uh, the standard Seamaster, not titanium, same yep. watch for four thousand. Yeah, there's two of them on there for about that price. So that seems to be, you know, again, this is this is not what's sold. This is what they're asking for. Uh, yes. But but it's telling that it's already. You know, much down below retail uh, for for something like that. Whereas, you know, other Omega stuff. I mean, like that that Snoopy. If if I had, and this is also something that we should talk about, and we remind people on the channel, it has to be extra throwaway money here, kids. Yes. So the rent is paid. The car is paid. You're warm, fed, and dry. You got 10% in a 401k. You got, you got, you know, plenty of excess money in case an emergency happens. And then you have some windfall where you get a bonus or, you know, or you make some money on the side. That's the money. That's the money. And right now my fund uh, could not afford a, a Snoopy Speedmaster. But boy, what I... I I think you would be, if I could do it, I'd scoop that up because I think that watch yeah. is, it's never going to go, it's never going to be less than that. It's going to always hold its value. Oh, it will never, you're totally right. That watch will never not be cool. Right. Like, it just looks incredible, the job that they yeah. did of it. Like even, even if they sell tens of thousands of them every year, I just feel like in 20 years, you're going to pop that out and they're going to be like, oh, we're just going to give you a top price for this. <laughs> Yeah, it's definitely it's, one of it's those an incredible, ones, yeah. especially with that complication. I also think, um, you know, if I had like 15 grand as well, I really like, um, after I did that interview with um, Uli Snadan, mm-hmm. I, I really like the their 42 millimeter blue diver that they have. You can get them around the $5,000 mm. mark. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I always love the Omega um, the Skywalker as well. I, I really like that watch. If they oh, start yeah. hovering down around three thousand five hundred ish, I think I would be all over one of those. Yeah, it just oh, it just keeps. I know, right? They're just in that four. They're just in that four thousand dollar range, and they're just like. And I know, and I know, astronauts are paying like eighteen hundred dollars for them. I'm just like, ah, oh, <laughs> I want one. Uh, but uh, but yeah, for me on this list, I feel besides the JLC, the brands that that I think I'm kind of next like dress watch drawn to. I, I yeah, I I have be tough to tough to say. I like the um Jaeger Polaris. I think if I had 15 grand and it all had to go on one watch, I might look at the Polaris uh, the Jaeger Polaris chronograph. Okay. Watch that they have. Okay. Uh, I really like the look of that. Yeah, that um, it is looks good. Yep. And that and they have that as a chronograph as well. They have the three-hander and the chronograph at Polaris. Yes, I I just love the especially the blue dial. They also have that the mem of I don't know if you could get the Memovox one for fifteen grand. I, the, I think it's probably around that. Yeah, is this the is the world time too? Yes, it has a world time. Okay, yeah, yeah. it has an inner yeah. rotating world okay, time bezel. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a beautiful watch. Um, do, do they do an I, alarm I, watch? Yes, yeah, they have the standard Polaris with a Memovox watch. In fact, one of my um. My boss at work has a Navy SEALs Jaeger LeCultra diver watch that also has the alarm on it. Uh, titanium. See, there you it's, go. It's incredible. Yeah. 
Yeah, you can you you guys I, I see one here for uh I see one here for 18. So not not you know not, not I mean certainly certainly breaking our little uh, limit there, but but uh they also have the uh like a three-hander memovox alarm. As far as horology goes, I think that's that's cool. I I, I you know going back to um selling my one of my watches i think about the fact that the 144 the the zin G, uh, the zin 144 the velenross gmt i feel like it's an instagram darling but i don't you know like it's it's not necessarily for me it feels like it's for everyone else and like it you know i post like i'll just like i'll just like do a wrist check there was one that was like made my top nine for 2020 and it is like me and like a waba grill and like a like a <laughs> chicken veggie bowl right and it just happens to be like the background was like this green like made this bright green lettuce green wall and i just did a wrist shot like that it's like you know you know uh, it's you know 100 likes just instantly kind of thing um and it for for this stuff i i feel like it has to do both it has to be for me but also kind of tick that box of like hey you know i'm i'm a legitimate like serious watch enthusiast kind of thing and an alarm a mechanical alarm watch is definitely ticking that box. Yeah, it's funny that I mean that was my thing with the Black Bay Fifty Eight, wasn't it? I was it was it wasn't equal measure. It was more on the side right. of I liked it because what it said about me as a watch collector rather than right. me actually really liking it. Right. And it, it just went on the wrong side of yeah, that. Ex- more yeah, towards yeah, exactly. And I, I like showing off with it instead of do, actually liking it itself. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, I, and I'm get and I got and I definitely got that feeling with with that one, and it, and it just you know and you, you like we would go to event I would go to events, and I can't wait by the way. We're close. We're, you know, we're, we're getting there. We're almost there, probably springtime. And we'll, we'll get back out and uh, go to watch events. That will be, that will be delightful. Looking forward to that. Um, but when I go, I would go to, you know, watch meetups and that's, you know, that's one of those ones that's like, wow, you know, you get that like, oh, what is this? You know, that kind of reaction to it. And it's fun. And, you know, it's got a, it's got a little backstory to it, which is fun. Uh, but I think you lose that with, um, I think you lose a bit of that with Rolex, don't you? Because it's so, you see so many of them, there isn't that like air of mystery around like a weird comp. Because I remember the first time I went to that watch Mm -hmm. uh, meet up with you and there was all sorts of like interesting stuff. The first time I ever saw that Favre Louvre Louvre watch Mm -hmm. in person was at one of those events. Mm Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I mean, it's uh, to some extent, I mean, I think that, I think the Rolex, uh, fans are certainly up on, uh, the, the subtlety and the nuances of, of each, you know, this was aluminum bezel. This isn't, this is the last of the Sapphire. This is the last of that movement type. Um, and they can kind of quote that, um, and that's fun. And I think that's that's fun for them because, you know, you, you you know, it's it's yes, it just looks like a Submariner. But but do you know, like if you saw, uh, you know, a red, a red mill sub Submariner, you know, would you would you look at it and know that like, like, holy shit, dude. <laughs> So or the fat four on and all the, the other little nuances. Yeah. So it's, it, it's yeah. almost uh, it's, it's almost that sort of like uh, hidden little little gems that that kind of come out that because it's all sort of the same look it has the same look 
uh, versus versus a, a bunch of different brands that have interesting pieces from different brands. Yeah, no, so, I think that's fair. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'll take it back. All right. All right. <laughs> <laughs> have, so, you um, can keep it. Uh, so, okay. So, we, I think I went with Jaeger. I think if, I, if I had to spend the whole 15 grand on a watch, I, will, I, I think I'll go with Jaeger. I think that would be my choice. Yeah, I, I think I think... I think you got me. I think I think Jaeger's really one of the top ones. I don't know how I feel about Zenith. Yeah, Stephen Stephen on the Facebook group, he has the Defy and he also has the El Primero. He's a big fan mm-hmm. of of Zenith. I I like them. I, I like the look of them. I like the the history of the El Primero movement, but I I don't know whether if I had the cash in hand, whether I would go to that as black, right? Like I couldn't live without it. Yeah, I feel that knowing that they used to make the movement that was in the Rolex Daytona, so back in the day, this is another again a quirky Rolex fun thing. Um, I I think that gives them the 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 recognition. I I do like a lot of their pieces, but. I I just don't know if it, you know it definitely I've got that feeling like I don't I don't know for example I was looking at the uh they make the uh Chrono Metro the uh it's very like the uh, type 40 um military uh bicompacts uh chronograph uh definitely like a Flieger style um gorgeous looking reminds me of you know all the mil military um you know, Zen chronograph that style, uh, and I, and as you look at that price, you're looking at that five to seven thousand dollar land, and then I start thinking like, well, how many how many Zen can I buy? <laughs> even in that <laughs> even in that price range, you're like, yeah, but could I get could I get a funky um, uh, vintage Zen? you know, that was in great shape for 3000 that has much more of a story than I had $5,000 burning a hole in my pocket. I suppose we should talk about um, also the um, the Woolbrook skin diver that we talked about last time that I dropped off at, at yours that we were thinking of converting to quartz. Yeah, and then, we can, and then we can move into kind of watch goals of the new year. Go for it. Yeah, so I dropped that Woolbrook off with you and we were going to convert it to quartz, but now I'm having like an existential crisis Uh-oh. about whether whether we should do it at all. And I actually sold the quartz version oh, of the Woolbrook as okay. well. Okay, okay. I have not had a chance to take it out of the uh, box and, and put it on the workbench. It is on my, it's on my short list here. Um, now that the holidays are kind of over, would you mind demagnetizing yes. it first? Yes, I'll <laughs> see do, what yes. happens, and then keep we'll go an from there. And it. then you just keep all the other nice. bits. <laughs> nice. Okay. All right. And then, uh, so yeah, for twenty for twenty twenty one, you can get a mechanical Wahlberg back. <laughs> that has. Yeah, we should definitely day, talk day. about watch collecting goals for twenty twenty one to finish this to yeah. round this off. Yeah, I think so. So do you want to kick it off? Yeah, I. Still think I would pick up a Pelagos. Yeah, I think that that I think that that would be that be on the list. Um, and I'm sure once the l- latest sale has gone through, I'm sure that'll be 
hot to do that. <laughs> I, 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 speaking of money, we kind of talked about this a little more, uh, but uh, uh, I consider, you know, once it's into a watch, that's just fun watch money. So you can just, you know, just move on to the next thing. Uh, so maybe the Pelagos, I, we talked about the X33. Yes. I feel like that would, uh, that would have to go to a special trip. So if we were going to uh, vacation in, uh, what were the islands? Where were, were U.S. Virgin Islands? Is that where we're going? Yes. The U.S. Virgin <laughs> yes, Islands. Yeah. yeah. Uh, which uh, great interview um with uh the folks down there yeah maybe maybe it was a special trip and i could you know pick it up for no for for no tax plus no uh import would be <laughs> something like that um but i'm i think i'm still i think i'm still at a good place where i feel like i thinned the collection out uh stuff that i'm not wearing i gave away um i mentioned my my bambino if uh if if an opportunity arises i would replace that with a three-hander moon phase dress watch oh right interesting so up uh, you know so something from uh what did i look at uh longine jlc probably out of the price range uh frederick constant who else did I think Blank Pond is out of the price range, but, but something that's nice that is, you know, when I put it on, it's the dress watch. Yeah. I like that Frederick Constant. It was a brand that I didn't really know a lot about, but I started looking at it this year. Mm -hmm. I, I think that it's, it's been a weird year for me. I've sold quite a lot, but with, with it being my 40th birthday and then my wife mm. uh, sort of agreeing to let me have a watch, but then. She she kind of gave me the poison pill with it, which was, but you've got to keep it forever, basically. <laughs> right, right, right. It's, it's actually caused me this, I'm having this internal crisis yeah. of, I really have to like a watch that I will keep f f forever. Yeah. And that's what's given me pause for thought. Yeah. If it was a kind of, oh, get a cool watch for your 40th and, you know, yeah. no strings attached kind of thing. Right. Um, yeah, no, I, I, I think, probably would have picked one by now. Yeah, I, I feel like that's almost like, that's how you could get away with it. For me, That that's how I could get away with it. Is it, it would be, it would be the awesome, cool, you know, it'd be the awesome dress watch that I would wear on special occasions, New Year's Eve, out at the party, weddings, the, the, that sort of that sort of thing. I mean, uh, I think when we were talking about uh, our one watch challenge, TJ was talking about you know having an appropriate watch for the occasion. And as much as I don't want to fall into the trap of you need a you need a diver, you need a chronograph, you need a dress watch, you need a you know what I mean, like the categories. I don't want to fall into that trap, but at the same time, I would like a nice a nice dress watch and i could even i could even go gold oh nice i, I think yeah. with 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 something like that where it would be a may, maybe but but something like that where it, it's a special piece and you know and you're only wearing it for special occasions that kind of thing that's the thing the double-edged sword with this uh, keeping a watch forever is i've got to predict what i might like in a few years <laughs> right. i think that's what's giving me pause yeah. for thought because yeah. my tastes have changed so much as i've got really into watches i mean i never would have thought that i would have liked that breitling b1 as much as i do right yeah i love that breitling b1 yeah uh, it's 
I love it. I've got it on a Tropic at the moment. I'm really loving this, the like the high precision quartz. I'm actually finding it as interesting, the thermocompensated quartz, as perhaps I, I find interest in the mechanical watches as well. And also the, the accuracy of it is like insane. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I, I just reset it again, actually. And I'd not reset it since I, I came back from Florida mm-hmm. in, um, God, in November. And it had gained two seconds oh, in good, goodness gracious. three months or something. Goodness gracious. It, it's inc- stopped, incredible, really. I had, uh, I had my uh, 103 uh, chronograph on for New Year's just because it was kind of comfortable, whatever. I have it on the, that uh, rubber strap because uh, we, again, we were not, you know, not partying or anything. And uh, I looked down and I was like, I was like, oh, all right. So, yeah, we're a minute and a half fast. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, oh, when was the last time I, uh, oh, I think I kept this wound. I think it's been, I think it's been running for like two weeks. (laughs) So, so I was like, ooh, I got to take some time out of this. So, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it's amazing. This is one of the things that. I, d- I probably didn't realize this at the time, but I-, I think I was getting a lot of anxiety about my mechanical watches not being that accurate. I mean, I think you got the brunt of it right. privately. Yeah, um, maybe, maybe. But I, I don't know. Um, I do. I think that's what I like about the B1. I do take some responsibility for causing your accuracy anxiety <laughs> as I have my uh, time grapher behind me, you know, that I can flip on at any moment and kind of check and be like everything. Uh, you know, I, ju- I just, uh, I just regulated my wife's, uh, Stova, Stova, excuse me. And, um, it was, it was running about minus seven. And I said that to her and she was like, uh, who cares? <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, you're right, but I care. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so it's like it was definitely like a tacit acknowledgement of like yes i'm totally weird and i uh-huh mm-hmm, yep no i'm a weird watch nerd so go ahead and give me that and i will take seven seconds off of it <laughs> yeah it's funny i mean you know my obsession with the date yet yeah, for for work i just permanently have like my entire calendar on one tab because i'm in i'm in meeting after meeting right. so there's never more than it, it, there's it's half a millisecond between me thinking i want to know the date and me actually finding the date mm-hmm. in another way that's not on my watch but i just can't i just i've just got to have it on the yeah, watch <laughs> yep exactly it's just one of those things so yeah absolutely well that's been really interesting to definitely let us know on the facebook group what you would get if you had daytona money what we were saying chris 15 yeah let's say 15 well happy new year to everyone yes and we'll see you next time on casual watch talk thanks guys bye